Over the past decade, Chicago public school graduates have recorded some of the largest gains in college enrollment among major public school districts in the country. As a result, today more young Chicagoans are immediately pursuing higher education after high school than ever before. The accomplishments of these students and families take on even greater significance when accounting for the systemic inequities facing the communities of color that many of our students call home. And now, as COVID-19 has shuttered college campuses and transitioned academic programming to online platforms, it's become clear that while this crisis has created new challenges for college students, it is also exacerbating disparities in higher education that existed long before this pandemic. In the years to come, data will help us understand the impact that the COVID-19 crisis has had on the lives of our graduates and their educational journeys. But in the meantime, we need to better understand the experiences of students in this moment and elevate student voices in our path forward. My name is Dominique McCoy from the University of Chicago's Two and Through Project, an initiative focused on providing data and dialogue on what matters most for educational attainment. And you're listening to the first installment of Experts by Experience, a series of discussions with college students from Chicago who are navigating the current rupture in their educational journeys. Through our monthly discussions with students, we aim to shed light on the impact of the COVID-19 crisis on young Chicagoans who are pursuing higher education. These discussions provide opportunities for students to share their insights on how educators, policymakers, and college success practitioners can best support them through this new normal and seeks to highlight the innovative ways that they themselves are adjusting in real time to the rapidly changing conditions. Above all, we aim to center student experiences for education professionals currently adapting their support and to provide an opportunity to think critically about how the perspectives of those most directly affected by our decisions can help us rebuild systems to better meet their needs. For our first conversation, we are joined by two CPS graduates currently enrolled in four-year institutions, and we focus on how they've been navigating their transitions away from the physical campuses and college communities that many students have left behind in these last few weeks. My name is Jessica. I go to the University of Chicago. I'm a third year, um, and I grew up in Southside. Uh, went to high school there, loved it. Um, and yeah, still here at University of Chicago. Uh, my name is Yariel, and you can call me Yari. I am from the South Side, but I went to high school on the West Side. Uh, I graduated from legal prep, and now I'm a financial economics major at Fisk University. Um, just curious about just how people are doing, um, you know, how are you feeling this week? Uh, what's kind of top of mind for you? Just trying to learn exactly what it is we're dealing with and learning how to adapt um, is really just the biggest thing for me right now. On the same lines, is I'm trying to figure out how I need to change or how I need to like sort of, yeah, that's the word adapt, but I think what's been most challenging is that I've just have not been in the mental state to have the energy to adapt. Big group discussions are very intimidating, especially online, when you know that your face is gonna be like the main thing on people's screens when you participate. So it makes it really hard to try to compete with um, try to other students who feel more comfortable in big discussions or also just have better Wi-Fi connection that don't lag. 
<laughs> when they're trying to participate, you know, just the, the tech side of that. And I'm just starting. So it's trying to figure out what to do with uh, what I wish I could just take a break versus meeting the demands of my professors and what the institution sort of wants me to do is to like to keep going. I've also been very um, on top of trying to make sure I reach out to like my therapist and seeking out mental health resources when I, as I can, that I'm very grateful that the university's insurance still covers. Um, I wish I, cause that's one thing, like I, one thing that has been a struggle is trying to explain this to my parents. So it's a little bit difficult because, you know, college is already on a, a strange, they don't, they don't know sort of how it works or anything because of just some, they, it's just not something in, in their expertise. So it's having to me have to explain to them like, hey, like I'm taking, I'm still in school, um, just online. And they're like, what's the problem? And I'm like, there's a lot of problems. <laughs> um, so I still haven't been able to figure out how to cross those like barriers and trying to sort of meet them where they're at and ask them to meet me where I'm at. Um, so that has been very difficult because, you know, I know they want to be supportive, but sometimes it's hard to explain to them how they can be supportive, um, especially when I don't know what support looks like for me right now. You know, a lot's been happening uh, in these past couple of weeks. Things have been changing pretty rapidly. So I'm just curious if you could just share a little bit about, you know, where were you when you found out that campus would be closing? Um, and what were some of those initial thoughts that were, were going through your head? So for me, about four weeks ago, I was in my dorm. They sent out an email that said um, we had like a week to get off campus. And I had made like some really uh, strong connections and built some relationships down there. So I was like, no biggie, I can stay down here. I have some places to go. Um, then the next day they sent out an email saying, you don't have to be gone by the end of the week. You have to be gone by tomorrow. Um, so it was like, just, just really like, um, rushed. Um, but I try like not to panic at all. Um, so I didn't, I was just like, all right, let's see what I can do. Um, I called my family like, hey, this is what's going on. Um, what should I do? I really want to stay down here. Um, but, you know, I just ended up coming back and that was that. What was kind of going through your decision making process of, of uh, where you ended up going and uh, as you were thinking through staying between staying, trying to stay down uh, at Fisk and, and coming back? All right, so my biggest decision maker, um, like the biggest factor in it, was my business. So I have a fashion line, Mobini Fashion. And I had like brought on board like five of my friends, they were all working for me. Um, and we were like really getting established, making connections. Um, and we had like some really, really nice things planned uh, to do in the city. And after speaking with them, because I was very, I was very strong on like staying in the city to work because we had made plans. We had got things going. Um, some of them were in situations where their parents wouldn't let them stay. Um, that was an option for them. So after everyone dispersed, 
um, I just came back home also. And that was really that. To press on that, uh, Yari, so where, like, what was the process that you went through to figure out, like, where is your stuff right now? Um, so most of my, like, belongings are in Nashville in the storage unit. Um, but it wasn't, like, a very, it wasn't hard to pack or, you know, rush or anything because we had a tornado warning. Uh, Nashville just got hit with that tornado. And I packed the essentials bag. So all my books, computers, and everything valuable to me um, that could, like, basically replace the things I already have uh, was in a book bag. And I'm like, I'm good. Uh, uh, Jessica, I know uh, transition was pretty difficult for you as well. Can you tell us a little bit about what was going through your head? Where were you at uh, when you found out that... Uh, these changes were coming? Yeah, so I was abroad. So I had studied abroad in Morocco and it was my first time ever going abroad. So I was really excited. Um, it's a big, it was a big deal for me and the family because um, a lot of us, I mean, I think my cousin had told me like, oh, I'm probably the first one to ever go out of the States other than like Mexico. Um, so I was in Portugal when I got the email and I was highly considering taking a leave of absence when I first got it because I knew um, transition back to the States was going to be hard, uh, you know, just being abroad for the first time. Um, and I really miss my family. It's a lot when I was abroad and I knew I wanted to be with them. And so when I got the email that like, oh, we're going to be online classes, the first thing I thought of was like, okay, how do I take a break for this quarter? Um, to help ease my transition back from studying abroad and to help, like, you know, just, just be there for the family. Um, I didn't end up taking it because I honestly, a lot of it had to do because of the financial aid. Um, both my parents have compromised immune systems. And so with me traveling a lot to Portugal um, and then with the border shut down, I had to go to the UK. And then from there I went to find a cheap flight, which I was only able to do because I had a, the help of a friend, um, flew to Canada. So I was in so many airports and I was getting sick with some symptoms. And so I couldn't go home. Really one of the main reasons why I, I am in school um, and I'm trying to keep my focus. Um, both my parents are still working. Um, they're considered essential workers. So um, it's been sort of hard trying to make sure I focus on schoolwork versus I know that they're out there like going out every day, um, you know, putting themselves at risk. Um, so definitely was one of the hardest transitions maybe that I've had to make. It's a lot to balance, um, particularly as you're thinking about the demands of school. How are you feeling supported um, by your institution right now? I feel like there could be a lot more support, but there's definitely support there. Um, our school has been doing as much as they can um, to like let us know what's going on. Yesterday, they just had a Zoom meeting to uh, inform us like we can still register with the school. Uh, we had talks about refund checks and things of that nature. Um, so we're staying in, in contact. I just believe the contact could be a lot, a lot more stronger. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm along the same lines in terms of like, I am very appreciative for the support the university has given, but I'm also very critical in the way that I know that it can support us better. Um, uh, the mass emails have been, you know, the main form of communication, which is great. I wish is also wish that the emails would be in different languages. Um, because, you know, I can't show this to my parents, they won't understand it. Um, also, if they can communicate in a way that was more accessible, like not the, not just the formal, um, the, the formal wording that they use in these, like, you know, fancy emails. Um, I feel like that would definitely have take the load off of me to try to explain everything that's going on to my parents, because I'm the translator, the interpreter, the, so the in-between if they could try to ease that communication. What I've been really appreciative though is the students supporting other students. So UChicago, we have a UChicago mutual aid or, so it's like more students supporting one another. And I was abroad when every, all of this was happening, but I, students were trying to make sure they're doing food drives, if they need a place to stay, um, communicating like help and resources, um, just the way that students mobilized ourselves to help other students uh, was beautiful and honestly I feel like that was the best resource that I had coming back especially in terms of like now that I'm in classes do I feel as supported I as a first and low-income kid I don't not necessarily I feel like if the university doesn't really care they would have offered more um pass in pass or fail options um, not just for one class, but for like, if I want to take Pacifil for all my classes, because I know if I was back home, there's no way I would have, I would have been able to do well. Like even in my apartment, I'm struggling and that's that I have a space, but when I'm home, I, my main, I need to support my family before I can start supporting myself. And that's just how it is in, in my family in terms of like helping my parents and helping my brothers. Um, so yeah, that's my stance on that for sure you know as as this all this whole transition has been happening you know has there been anybody um either from your college or from uh, other support organizations or, or groups that you've been working with that have that have reached out educators whether now or in the past have been very open and so like if you need to talk i'm here and I've been very grateful for that. I have reconnected with some of my old teachers. I actually reconnected with an old teacher from middle school <laughs> who I just reached out to. Cause I think for me, I've also empathized a lot with the teachers, you know, all of a sudden they're expected to teach online. And as a person who wants to be a teacher, that terrifies me <laughs> a lot. Um, <laughs> you know, I think it is a really important time to uh, be checking in. So glad to hear that. Um, wanted to also talk about, you know, both of you have talked a little bit about work and, uh, just curious how, how this disruption has impacted, uh, your work, um, your kind of streams of income right now. For me, I own my own business. Um, so it's kind of weird. Um, like I've had employees and everything. It really has a strong impact on my marketing because we did a lot of face-to-face grassroots promotion. Um, and now it's like we have to figure out another way through using social platforms on how to reach out to, to customers. Um, and that's really that. Gratefully, uh, I've been able to do some pretty successful uh, product placement work. 
uh, that's like keeping it rolling in. Not as strong as it was, but it's it's enough. Um, and that's really like all that matters uh, at a time like this. I'm just really trying to figure out how I can really have my team involved and how I can make sure they're still well compensated uh, because like, like, like myself, many of them are, you know, uh, don't have too much financial support um, and stuff like that. So it's like you have to, you have to figure it out together. Um, and if I can help them, I know, I know they're more than likely to um, just reach back, help me um, in whatever way they can. Have you had to like budget or like make cuts? Um, so I have had to like budget, um, but I did not cut anyone, like anyone off, um, just because like for some of us, um, like when we were down at school, that was our only means of income. Um, that we just get in out selling a shirt or whatever to make enough money to grab us some fries for the day or whatever. Um, so I didn't lay anyone off. Um, our plan is to just figure out how we're going to adapt. Um, and we're really just viewing it as though like the Phoenix always rises from the ashes. Oh man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, I'm hearing both y'all. It's, I think one thing that's that's really sticking out to me is is just how much um, students are supporting other students. Um, and I think you know I know that's not something that's new. Um, but can you talk a little bit just about the you know other how how other ways that you all see just rallying around each other. I know for some of the student-run cafes, like, you know, when campus started closing, you know, they started giving away food. And so they were like, hey, like posting on like the Chicago Mutual Aid, like, hey, there's like milk, there's this many gallons of milk, this many gallons of like food or like juice or tea or whatever. Uh, but also not just in like materials and supplies, but also in just like social solidarity. So I know, you know, we started class this week. And so someone started like a post of like, hey, like, how is everyone experiencing this? This is really rough. Let's talk about it. And so there's this like this whole like post and what like comments um, and reactions of people just like telling, talking about like, hey, it's been really rough or like, this is what I found that's been working for me. I don't know, have I tried, what are y'all trying? Yeah, what's, what about you? What are some of the ways you're seeing uh, students support each other or stay connected? Um, a lot of ways students are supporting each other is really social media, through group chats, um, laughing to, you know laugh to uh make it feel better um that's that's really it i know the parents are also involved where it's like hey you know if you need anything call me or reach out to my son reach out to my daughter um and we'll help in whatever way that we can um and that's really that uh, any questions that you guys want to ask each other or anything that's been kind of uh coming up for you really like just um what's on your place i mean what's on your plate um do you feel like you're in a good spot men mentally um that's that's really it i feel like if i can answer that honestly no i think right now i i i'm just not in the headspace for school i'm i if it wasn't if it wasn't because i had to i wouldn't i would i wouldn't be in school right now i would take a break um I feel if it was if it wasn't just because of the money, if it was because if I was able to explain this to my parents better, 
I would have taken a break like b before this quarter even started. Um, but I also want to learn more about like, Yari, how are you handling everything? You've, you know, you've had to move and transition back and you know your business. How are you making sure that you're still you know, taking care of yourself and also like taking care of like your other friends who are also part of your business? Um, I try to just uh, stay as informed as possible, but not panic at all. Mm -hmm. um, how do you not panic? It's like, what's your secret? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Um, I don't know, like, like I said, I just, I just like keep my head down and work. That's really it. This, like the only real impact this has was, uh, bringing me to, to the reality of how much control of our lives we're not in. Um, <laughs> um, honestly, and just figuring out how I can get that control. Um, and how I can make sure those around me still have that freedom that they once had, that they love so much, um, and make sure that they keep it. Um, that's really it. Um, yeah, yeah, that's really it. Um, just coming to notice that, like, I'm not completely in control of my situation um, and figuring out how to prevent this from happening again. Can I ask you all a question? Um... In these last four weeks, what's something that uh, you've experienced that's just that made you feel po powerful? Something that's made me feel good. Um, <clears throat> finishing up um, my content creator, I mean, my content calendar. Um, really just things for my business that, like, give me that hope um, that I, like, you know, it's going to be all right. And that's really it. Um, that's the only thing. I think for me, it's taking more ownership for my self-care and prioritizing what I need to take care of myself first. Because that's, I think, one thing I, I, I had always put myself into my work and I was like, this is how I'm going to make myself feel better. It's just, just throwing myself into like, you know, my readings, my writing. Um, but I think now I've taken more breaks. I've taken check, I do like self check-ins. I've figured out like exercise is really important to me. <laughs> so I think just getting back into like what makes me, me and what makes me healthy, what makes me feel stable has really given me a chance to like, okay, we're going to be okay. Not just in like school, but through like everything. But yeah. Also talking to my teachers. I didn't realize how much reconnecting with my middle school teacher was going to make me feel better, but it really did. Um, <laughs> I I wish I could explain it more in depth, but just I think reconnecting with someone who believes in me and in my capability it just really made me think of like, wow, I should believe in my capability. <laughs> Absolutely. That's abundantly clear. Uh, um. Appreciate that. So as we, you know, we got a couple minutes left. Um, wanted to just kind of close with just a couple of reflections. Um, be curious to hear from you all. You know, what's the what you think is the most important thing that your colleges need to know uh, about your experience right now? Well, then I think colleges should adapt, and I think um, the students should have that understanding 
that um, you are like really, you're the stakeholder in the college. You're the reason the college is here. Um, so really understanding that um, your voice matters, especially to them, um, because, you know, they they wouldn't be able to be here without you. Yeah, I just to build on top of that, I really wish, you know, I feel like the main thing that the main phrase that came into mind when you asked that question, Dom, was like, meet me where I'm at. There are disparities that, with online learning that are just exacerbating, and it's not new. Um, it's not new, and so I wish they would understand that I don't have the privilege to put my academics first. My first thing that I, I have right now is my family and their health, and like my health too. Um, so I really, that's, that would be the main thing I was for. And I, I would also emphasize the point of like, I wish they would also recognize the power students have in helping other students and supporting and doing less of like, oh, what can the end, uh, what can you Chicago like do to help you? But how can you Chicago like help students help other students and how they can like prioritize, like ask like what we need um, and sort of like help us organize our help that we you know, create the help that we need for each for each other. Because um, to be honest, like as much as the university administration wants to be involved, they're not here every day. They're not the people we interact with on a daily basis. They're not the people who know our name. And so I want my professors, I want my counselors, I want the people who do know my name, who I interact with and depend and seek advice with on a regular basis, which tend to be upperclassmen, would tend to be like my friends, um, I feel like we need to be well resourced and like they should offer us and ask us like, what do we need? And if you think about all the other organizations, people that are working right now to figure out that work outside of institutions directly, uh, but are still very much interested in thinking through how to support uh, first gen students of color uh, and persisting through college. What are some of the things that you're hoping uh, they know about your experience, or what are some of the ways that you think they could help? For one, I say just reach out, check on them. Um, you know, just make sure we're all right. If we're not, um, just make sure you can support us. And that doesn't mean financially, that means uh, emotionally. Um, yeah, yeah, just make sure you can reach out, you know, keep those tabs, and just that affirmation. Uh, and reassurance that, like, you know, um, we're in this together. Um, and, and that's really it. That's really it. Just making sure you know, like, we're in this together. Um, next thing I would say from there is, um, you know, just seeing whatever ways you can help them because everyone's situation is different. And um, just make sure they understand that, you know, you're, you're, uh, being very genuine in all of your, you know, attempts to, you know, reach out to them and everything like that. Any last questions that you all have or any other thoughts that you've been thinking about as we've been having this conversation? I don't know. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out, because one thing, like, I, me and my roommates have been struggling with is trying to figure out, like, work, because a lot of us did work and go to school at the same time. And so I think that has been a question up in the air in terms of like, I used to work at, at my high school through admissions and I would go to, you know, 
to see people to my high school regularly, but now I can't. So I've had to look into like getting another job because the way, you know, I, you know, I support, I appreciate the refund check and everything that it does, you know, to, for my rent, but I also need to like help my parents back home. And so I still have to worry about like making sure that I'm not just doing my online classes, but I'm also like can find another job so I can like continue to like help them. Um, so I think in that regard work, I don't know, the idea of like work, like is, is it just got harder um, to balance that. So I think one thing I've thought about in terms of like how can universities offer opportunities to make sure like students who have lost their jobs, because I've, my best friend that I was talking about earlier who works in Evanston, she worked in waitressing and now she can't. Um, so in terms of like, you know, university needs to let, you know, they have a lot to do in terms of like supporting kids. I wonder if there was like something which they can hire or help support students like financially and like offer them like jobs. Um, one thing I have to for admissions that I do is that I, I call admitted students and I'm like, hey, like just have a talk with them. I wonder if like the university maybe can like offer a job in which they hire students to check in on other students and pay for them for their time and like just do like a, a sort of like a community building thing like, hey, like, are you okay? Like, do you talk about it? Like, here are the resources the university have that we can maybe connect you to. Um, I don't know, maybe just increase. I'm just brainstorming. I think it's all all great ideas, all great ideas. Um, also, you know, one thing, you know, I'd, I'd be curious to just get your thoughts on is, you know, as we rethink, you know, uh, you know, hopefully all this passes, um, we're able to uh, go back to campus, uh, but that's going to be different, right? Um, so what are some of the ways or what are some of the changes that you would like to see um, when you return to campus, um, that may be able to better support you on your kind of college journey. I really want to, you know, be in a position where um, this can never happen to me again. Um, so, you know, my biggest one is just really figuring out how I can be an off-campus student but be present on campus. Um, you know, because like. It, it really impacted me in one way or another uh, when it came to my business, uh, when it came to my friends, um, my friends and employees. Um, and that's really it. Just making sure uh, I can prevent this from happening again. Exactly. If there's like an emergency, you know, especially with like the university, I, I'm so sorry, Yari, that happened to you, that that's so rough and I can't even imagine the situation you were in. But as they have like emergency situations, they should have emergency resources. Like as soon as they should, they should have told you like, hey, you have to leave by tomorrow. They can be like, hey, you have to leave by tomorrow. Here are some buses we already booked for y'all that y'all can take to the airports. Or here's some like emergency money if you need it or a loan um, because it's a short notice or like, hey, like we can help like, flights that we already talked to that we can connect to students with you know as they you know if they're going to drop news like that they should also drop resources like that and support and a plan that way like you didn't have to figure out your whole storage unit and figure out what to do in like less than 24 hours on your own while you're still trying to finish up you know saying goodbye to your friends and just the emotional stress of that was it emotional for me 
I don't know what you talked about Not your project very. and your friends. It wasn't very emotional for me. For my friends, it was. Um, yeah, yeah, their household situations are a lot different than mine. Um, so it was, it was extremely emotional for them. Um, some of them, like I have one friend who cried all day, like I don't want to go home. Um, so, so that's really that. I appreciate it, y'all. I know we're um, we're running up against time. Um, last, uh, just last, wanted to give you the opportunity. Any any shout outs you want to make? Any any businesses? Any uh, anything that you got going on? Anything that you know that's going on in the communities that you want to uh, highlight? And Mulvaney um, Fashion um, is a great one to you know support. We updated the brand. Um, we look a lot cleaner. You can find us at mobinifashion.com. Um, and we have some of everything. We're working on our uh, summer collection right now. Uh, so if you can follow us on Instagram at mobinifashion, Twitter at mobinifashion, um, you're more than welcome to engage with the brand. And uh, we, we look forward to, you know, seeing you guys, seeing how, how we can help you guys and seeing how you guys can help us. Um, that's really that. Um, thank you to all of the essential workers, hospital workers, um, everyone that's risking their lives uh, in times like this. And that's really all I have to say. Okay, so a couple shout outs. One, to the UChicago Mutual Aid group who have really been key supporters in supporting in students, supporting other students get through this quarter and even before and not just for like academic purposes but also for safety and for health um it's on facebook so it's a facebook group called you chicago mutual aid and so that's the main source we've been getting like you know post information student support stu- it, it's not an organization or anything it's just students supporting students as, as we can um and collaborating on things on that so that's one I want to give a shout out to my the middle school teacher that I reconnected with, Miss Ornelas. Um, I really appreciated that conversation that I had with her, and it really, has, you know, I've been struggling a little bit, and thinking back to that conversation, even though it was brief, really meant a lot to me. I want to give a shout out to all the rest of my teachers back in the Lista Language Academy and George Washington High School for their strength, their passion, their I just have so much admiration and respect for them for what they do for their students um it's not just for me but also for like my little brother who's who he's he just turned nine years old and was showing me the video his teachers made for him um shout out to them um yeah i can't tell you enough how much i appreciate uh just your honesty um and your willingness to share um what you all are dealing with is not ordinary um, what what anybody's dealing with right now is not ordinary. Um, so I just I really do want to um, again I really appreciate you all taking the time to share it. Thank you for listening to the first installment of Experts by Experience. We believe student voices are valuable and powerful, and we are honored to provide a platform to share their stories, particularly because our participants are not alone in the experiences they discuss today. At the same time, these stories are not meant to be all encompassing. The college experiences of CPS graduates are incredibly varied, and we hope to gather many different perspectives as our series progresses. 
If you are a currently enrolled college student or know of any students who may be interested in participating in future conversations, please feel free to reach out to our team at toandthrough at uchicago.edu or on Twitter at uchi2through. That's uchi, T-O, through. We accept that these discussions do not provide solutions. They highlight dilemmas and that you may be left with more questions than answers. To be clear, while we are elevating the voices of currently enrolled students to these discussions, these are not the only young people in need of support right now. If one of the questions you have after listening to this conversation is what can I do, we suggest you start by reaching out to the students in your life, those who are enrolled and not, to ask what they need, how you can be of help, or even just simply to check in. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to you joining us for future conversations.